Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message. Merry Christmas! Can y'all believe we are this close to Christmas? Now, I'm telling you, my voice is trying to leave because we had a really good time in the first service. God is good. Woo, there were miracles in the house. Amen. Amen. So how many of y'all are coming out to Christmas at Faith and bringing 10 people with you? Bringing 10 people with you? Oh, okay. How about you're coming and you're bringing five people with you? Oh, y'all need to get busy. Y'all don't need to be heading to Cheddar's. Y'all got to head out and be inviting some people to come back tonight for Christmas at Faith. Bring people with you. All right. Woo, this time of year is so wonderful, isn't it? I love this time of year. You know, where's my faith women at? Any faith women in the house? Yeah, well, let me, let's just, faith women, let's just tell everybody here today how it would have been if there had been three wise women instead of three wise men. Y'all ready for this? Okay. They would have asked for directions. Come on, somebody. They would have arrived on time. Honey, they would have helped deliver the baby, cleaned the stable, made a casserole, and would have actually brought practical gifts. Yeah! Merry Christmas to all my faith women. How many of you are excited to be in the house of God today? How many of you know and believe that we serve a miracle-working God? There are miracles in the house this morning. I know that God is going to do extraordinary things as we connect our faith together and believe for great things. And I just want to tell you this morning, you are going to get out of this service whatever you came in this service expecting for. You're going to get out of this service whatever you came in this service expecting for. Amen? If you're expecting for miracles in the house, if you're expecting for better things, greater things, fresh things in your life today, would you stand with me this morning? We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. If you're believing for that, stand with me this morning. We are going to connect our faith together, and we are going to believe for mighty things in the house today. Are you ready? Are you ready? Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you and we thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you that as we come into this place today, we are not just full of Christmas cookies and goodies, but Lord, we are full of the Holy Spirit. We are full of Jesus, and we are excited during this season about who you are, what you are doing, and what you are going to do in our lives. Today, Lord, I pray again that you would just cover this place in your presence today. Lord, that you would prepare our hearts and you would prepare our minds, even in this moment, to be focused on you, to receive all that you have for us. Lord, we love you and we come in this place today with expectant hearts, God, because you can do what is impossible. Lord, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. This time of year is a great time of year to believe for miracles. What a miracle we celebrate this time of year. The glorious miracle when God sent his son as a babe in a manger. And that baby would grow up and he would identify with our griefs. He would identify with our humanness, everything that we walk through. And yet ultimately he would give his life on a cross because he loved us that much so that we could have communion and relationship with him. What a miracle. 
What a miracle that in the state of sin we were in, Jesus would die for us. What a miracle that we sit in this place today and we have the opportunity to receive Jesus in our heart. And I'm so excited this morning because it doesn't just stop there. Because of who God is and because of what God has done, he says, come and follow me. Come and follow me because there's more. He came so that we would have life and have it more abundantly. How exciting to think that we not only can believe for our Christmas miracle, but we can believe for miracles every day of our lives because we serve a miracle working God. Amen? You know, all throughout the year, especially this time of year, I don't know about you, but for me, it seems that so many things are pulling at my attention. So many things, not only during the Christmas season, but every day of life seem to pull at our attention. Things to do, places to be, and it seems that that list is only growing as Christmas is approaching. But honestly, I think that's how it is in life altogether. I think we can get so caught up in the day-to-day that we forget that there's not only a natural, physical side to this life, but there's a spiritual side to life as well. You know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, 17, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary. Everybody say temporary. But what is unseen is eternal. Most of the time in life, you see, we are only seeing what is right in front of us. We only find the capacity to believe for what we feel that we can accomplish. We only hope for what we believe and can comprehend in our humble little mind. You know, I've heard it said before that adulting is just saying over and over and over, it'll slow down next week until you die right? It just seems like that's life. You just say, it's going to slow down next week. It's going to slow down next week just until we die. You know, we'll, we say, I'll have time to pray next week. I'll have time to read my devotion next week. Lord, I'll make time to talk with you and commune with you next week. And I don't know about you, but I find so often in my life that I really have to be deliberate or set upon a task to see it accomplished. Whether that be tasks that just need to be done or whether that's goals that I set for myself, I really have to keep my mind stayed on that to see that that is accomplished with everything that is pulling at us in life. But you know what? The God we serve did not put off sending his son, Jesus, to this earth so that we could be saved. He did not put off giving us that gift so that we could have communion and fellowship with him. And I'm so thankful that he came as a baby and he bore everything that we bear. He identified with everything that we identified with, yet he gave his life so that none could perish, so that none would perish. I'm so thankful for that. And it seems a lot of times this list that comes directly at us in life can cause us so easily to overlook what our spiritual man needs. This can happen so easily as life comes at us, we completely forget that it's so important that we pray. 
It's so important that we read the Word of God. It's so important that we make time to spend with Jesus. And so today, I want to share with you about being a person who presses in. Being a person who presses in. Say the word press with me. Press. Let me tell you this morning, Christian, there is power in the pressing. Pressing has power in our lives. A lot of times with things in our lives, I feel like we can be like little children. I know I am sometimes. You know, little children, they get this toy that they like. And when the toy won't perform correctly or the toy won't work correctly, they throw it down in frustration. They're done with it. They're aggravated with it, and they just throw it down. And I believe that there are things in our lives that we have only chosen to walk in the disappointment of it. There are things in our lives that we have only chosen to walk in the frustration of it all. We have walked in the hurt, and things can happen in this life that can hurt us so deeply. But even in that moment, we have a choice. Are we going to walk in the hurt of the moment Are we only going to walk in the confusion and the frustration and the questioning of it all? Or are we going to press in to the victory of it all? Because we serve a God who says that no matter what is coming at us in our lives, he says to us that he will work all things for our good. And he says to us that no matter what kind of arrows or darts the enemy tries to throw our way, he says, don't worry, child of God. I will redeem everything for my glory. So take that devil. Take that devil. I know that each of you in this room are believing God for something. I'm thankful that we have a miracle-working God. Aren't we so thankful that we have a God who still works miracles today? We need a God who performs miracles. And I believe that there are many in the room today who are believing for some type of miracle at this very moment. How many of you right now would like to see a miracle in your life somehow, some way, whether big or small, in your eyes? Raise your hand. All of us. Do you have lost loved ones? You need to see a miracle. You need to see a miracle. What better season to remember that our God still does miraculous works. And as we walk through this miraculous season of Christmas, let's believe for miracles like never before because we are reminded of the greatest, truest, and most sincere gift that was ever given. I believe that there is power in the pressing. And I know that that's why the enemy tries to tear us down and stop us from pressing in. And I want to share this with you today because I believe based on the Word of God, many of us are choosing to only live in the natural. We're choosing to only live a life based on what we can see. We're choosing to live a life based on only what we can touch and what we can feel. But I want to remind us, church, this morning that we serve a God of the supernatural. We serve a God of the supernatural. He doesn't work. He doesn't do anything just on the natural plane, but he is a God of the impossible. He is a supernatural power working God. Anybody know that God in the house today? I don't want to just talk about it anymore. I don't want to just be part 
of a group who cheers for it or claps for it in church. But I'm desiring this in my life, and I pray that you're desiring it in yours, that when you get up and you go out of this place and you encounter the hardships of life and you encounter the confusion and the difficulty of life that comes, that we truly will be a child of God that says, I'm going to press into who God is. I'm going to press in for my miracle. I'm going to press in for my victory because I know that I serve a God who is more than able. You see, he didn't die on the cross for it to go out of style. He didn't come and bear stripes for our healing for it to go out of style. He didn't come and walk this earth for us only to focus on what we can do, but he came so that we could have access to a supernatural, powerful God. It's not always easy to press in when situations come at us, but I want to give you three things this morning that you can hold on to that will help remind you that you can do it. You can do it with the strength of God. Number one, we press with hope. Let's say the word hope. A lot of us don't know where our hope is. We feel like we've lost all hope. But today, I want to remind you, because of the wonderful God we serve, we press with hope. 2 Corinthians 4, 16-18, the message says, So we're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us. On the inside, where God is making new life, Not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times. The lavish celebration that is prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. As friends of Jesus, we have hope. And we can press in with hope, knowing and being reminded of what the Word of God says in 2 Timothy. It says, For I know whom I have believed in, and I know that he will complete and he will guard everything that I've trusted to him. There are so many things in life that we want. We want money. We want an education. Come on, y'all want a good sale at the department store. I've passed some of y'all at the mall, knocking people down, trying to get into Bath and Body Works. We want a good sale at the department store. Sometimes we want a good ham sandwich. Come on, right? And all of these things in life that we want, when we want them, what do we do? We get up and we go get them. How much more should we believe for miracles in our lives? How much more should we focus on the things unseen, knowing that the God we serve sees and knows all things? How much more should we press in to all that God has for us and receive our miracle through Christ Jesus that is rightfully yours? Maybe you feel like you haven't received your miracle. I want to tell you today that a miracle is not going to be what you expected. If it's what you expected, it wouldn't come from an all-powerful God. A miracle is not going to be what you expected. A miracle doesn't always line up with your plan, but it always lines up with God's plan. Romans chapter 5, again the message we read, there's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in with troubles. 
because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us and how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God is going to do next. In alert expectancy such as this, we're never left feeling shortchanged. Quite the contrary. And I love this part. I just might have to get excited about this part. Do you see what that says? It says we can't round up enough containers to hold everything that God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter if we all in here today had buckets so big that you couldn't even get them in the door. We can't contain the goodness of God. We can't contain all that God has done for us through the Holy Spirit, no matter how hard we try. He is good. He is faithful. And he continues to do miracles in our lives every day that we don't even know about. Anybody experience the goodness of God in this house today? That is a beautiful, beautiful thing to think about. It just keeps coming and coming and coming, and we can't even contain how generously he pours it out in our lives. Living paycheck to paycheck, doing the same things every week, you get bored and you get stuck to the point that I have to ask the question this morning, have you lost your belief for something greater? Have you lost your desire and your hunger for something greater in your life? Something that identifies with the truth that says God has truly come that we would have life and have it more abundantly. You know, it might not be because your paycheck gets bigger, but it's going to be because you are so blessed to be friends with King of kings and the Lord of lords, and his faithfulness is so true in your life that you can't hardly stand his goodness because it is so abundant. We have hope. We have hope in Jesus. And when troubles and trials come our way, our physical man may get exhausted and our mental state may feel weak and sometimes like we are losing our mind. But because that we have Jesus on the inside of us and because the Holy Spirit resides within us and gives us strength, because our spiritual man is strong, when the enemy tries to come in and knock us down, you will stand strong and you will get up every time. And as that said in Romans 5, you will shout your praise even when you are hemmed in with trouble. You will shout your victory even when the enemy is coming against you each and every day. The word says that when we clothe ourselves in the armor of God and we are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, it will give us the strength and it will give us the victory that we need to get up every day. Even days that you feel like, I can't get out of the bed today, the Holy Spirit on the inside of you will rise up truly like a fire shut up in your bones that will say to you, sister, get up because God is good. Get up because God has a plan and a purpose for you. Get up because you can't do this on your own. But as you look to him, you will stand strong as a warrior before God because you have hope because of who he is. There was a father one time that took his son to the toy store. And have y'all ever seen those little characters made out of balloons, like little, uh, I don't know, Mickey Mouse, whoever. Anyway, it's a balloon character and it was in the toy store and the father took his son there and the little boy saw that and of course right away he ran over and he punched that balloon man. He punched the balloon man and the balloon man stood back up. 
He punched the balloon man again, and he stood back up. Oh, the little boy was just having a ball in the toy store, and he punched the balloon man again, and the balloon man stood back up. And the father looked at the little boy, and he said, Son, why do you think the balloon man stands back up when you hit him? And the little boy replies, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure he's got to be standing up on the inside. Come on, somebody. The Holy Spirit and God on the inside of you every time somebody, the enemy, comes against you in any way and knocks you flat of your back. I know that the God we serve whispers in your heart as well and says, get up, get up, get up, and march on because you have hope in me and I will not fail you. Come on, child of God. We serve El Shaddai, the God who is sufficient for the needs of his people. We serve Jehovah Shalom, our God of peace. We serve Jehovah Rapha, who is the Lord, our healer. We serve Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner. We serve Adonai, who is the Lord, our master. And that is just a taste of who he is. That is just but a drop in the bucket of who he is. Number two, we're going to press in because we believe. Everybody say believe. We don't always experience in life all that God has for us because we don't believe what God believes about us, yet he knows you in and out. He knows everything about you. He knows your shortcomings. He knows your brokenness, yet we stand in a place that we don't even believe what God believes about us. How many of you in this place today would say that you want everything that God has for you? Should be everybody in this place. Everybody in this place. Press in. We press into who God is, not to who we are. We press into the truth. We press into the Word of God. We press into our promise. We find the Word and we stand on the solid rock. God loves us so much that He said, Here, Here's a love letter to you. Here's the word of God inspired by the Holy Spirit that is full of wisdom, that is full of promises, that is a beautiful love letter that reminds us of who we are. Yet many times we choose not to press into it fully. Did you know that there are people that hear gossip? Anybody ever heard any gossip? Make sure nose deal like this. And there are people that hear gossip. They believe the gossip. They make decisions based upon what they've heard, yet they've never seen what these people are talking about. They've never experienced what the other person is talking about, yet they spread it and they make decisions based upon it. We have been given the infallible word of God, and yet often we choose never to spread it. We choose not to stand on it. And oftentimes we make decisions in our lives only based on what we can understand, only based on what we feel, and never turn to the wisdom and truth of the Word of God. But church... If we want to see miracles in our lives, if we want to experience miracles in our homes, if we want to experience a true breakthrough in our circumstances, we have to press in through the Word of God with our whole heart. Psalms 27, 13 and 14. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. 
Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Now, I want to talk to you about that for just a minute this morning because that waiting in that verse is not a form of not moving. As soon as you're ready, you're going to find that God has been ready for a long time. He is waiting for the time that is right for you. He knows what you need, and he knows the time you need it. How many of you know his timing is always perfect, and God is always moving? Every person that we see accounted for in the Bible that receives a miracle did so by faith. And faith can scare us to death sometimes, but let me tell you, all it takes... All it takes is but for your little mustard seed piece of faith to meet with a miracle-working God who is more than able to do anything that you have thought of or asked for. That's all it takes for you to receive what you're believing for. Stop waiting on God. He's already ready. Now listen. There are seasons of waiting in our lives, and they have a purpose. But there comes a point that that waiting doesn't need to be a rut that you stand in. There comes a point in your life when it's time for you to get up and come out of your prayer closet, come out of your season of waiting and walk in the fullness of what is yours. Sometimes it's easy to just say, I'm waiting. I didn't say that it was easy to wait. I said that sometimes it's easy to just say that you're waiting. We can become so accustomed to waiting, but there comes a point in the life of the child of God when we have to stand up in the face of whatever is coming against us and we have to march out in a bold victory because of who God is and we have to claim what Jesus has said is rightfully ours. Moses lifted the rod. The crippled man's friends lifted the roof. Elisha through a stick. Jesus touched many who were sick and oppressed. Hannah cried out to God. Many ran to Jesus. Armies marched and praised. Joseph kept believing. Daniel met the lions. David threw the stone. Abraham moved by faith into a new territory. And Noah went out and gathered that wood and began to build the ark. Come on, somebody. By faith, we will receive what God has said. When God called me into ministry, I didn't just stand and say, God, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? No, I knew what God spoke to me, and I knew I wasn't qualified, but I knew I serve a God who qualifies me. And I went out and moved out and said, God, where do you want to use me? Where do you want me to go? Take all my flaws, take all my brokenness, and use me for your glory. I had to move out of a season of waiting and move into what God had for me by faith. When you need a breakthrough in your life, don't just sit and wonder, God, what are you going to do? God's already told you what he's going to do. No, you find a promise in the word of God, and truly, you get on your face before God and know that you serve a God who sees you, who sees every tear, who hears you, and he has a plan and a purpose for your life. Do we get it right every day? Absolutely not. But my God gets it right in every decision. 
He means every word he says, unlike people a lot of times. He means every word he says. And he stands on every word he says. And every word he says speaks life into me and into you. And he is so gracious and he is so kind that he even uses the most broken people to do the most extraordinary things. Praise you, Jesus. Sometimes your waiting is needed. And then sometimes your waiting is only an excuse for what you know God has already told you to do. Let's look at this passage of Scripture found in Genesis chapter 13. We find Abram. And God is keeping his promise to Abram even though Abram has not been perfect. And Abram has fallen short many times. We still see a God who is faithful to his word. Anybody thankful for that? Because I fall short so many times. But God never turns his back on me. God never takes back a promise that he's given me. God never takes back a word that he's spoken over my life. Because he knew all of that when he spoke it. Do you believe that about yourself? Do you believe that about the God you serve? That he isn't looking for you to be perfect? To keep his promise? He just loves you that much. Genesis 13, 14 through 17, again the message. I love how this is worded. And we see Abram after Lot separated from him. And God said to Abram, open your eyes and look around. Well, we could stop right there because just like we talked about at the beginning of the service where so many times we're just going through life and we're walking in the natural, but we serve a supernatural God. And there are things, we are laying up treasures somewhere that will last for eternity. And God said to Abram, open your eyes and look around. That's the first thing we need to do. Look to the north, the south, the east, and west. Everything you see, the whole land spread out before you, I'll give it to you and your children forever. I'll make your descendants like dust. Counting your descendants will be as impossible as counting the dust of the earth. And then God says, so on your feet, get moving. On your feet, get moving. Walk through the country, its length and breadth. I'm giving it all to you. See, God says to us, here's what I've given you. Here's what's rightfully yours. This is what I want you to have. This is what I'm handing to you. Now get up and go possess it. Get up and go possess it. When there are moments in your life that God moves in his glory, it's in that moment that you're reminded that through who God is, you truly can get up every day and possess all that God has for you. There are some times in your life that God displays his glory And you just never forget it. Have y'all had any of those moments? Maybe it's been in your marriage. Maybe it's been with your children. I don't know where that situation is in your life. But that moment when God sweeps in and he displays his glory, you never forget it. There's a testimony of my mother that many of you have heard, maybe have heard before. I'm not sure if I've ever shared it here. But it was a moment in the life of our family when I remember God showed up in a powerful way and he displayed his glory. It was about 10 years ago, we were pastoring in the mountains of North Carolina and we were being led of the Lord to leave that area and come back and pastor in eastern North Carolina. So at this time, we were kind of in the transition period, actually. 
But during this time at the church in the mountain area, a man came to Pastor Steve and I, and he said, Pastor, I just feel the Lord telling me that I need to go on a fast. I don't know why, I don't understand it, but I feel the Lord telling me that I need to go on a fast. And we were like, great, you know, yes, let's obey God. We stand with you. And then he began to proceed and tell us that the Lord was telling him to go away from his family to a special place, and it would last for 40 days. Wow. This man did this. He lost a lot of weight. He was obedient to God. He went on this fast. We really didn't know why, but he felt that he was obeying God. Well, during this time, again, we were transitioning from the church, so I had left and come down to Greenville, actually, where my mother was having surgery at the hospital. And she went in for a very routine procedure, had a small surgery. She came out, and she was in the hospital room, and the beepers started going off, and the special people started running in, and all kinds of stuff started happening, and come to find out she was having a heart attack during recovery. They took her down to the heart center very rapidly and come to find out she had numerous blockages in her heart that they had missed before she had uh, been okayed for the surgery. But she went in, and of course, to shorten the story for this morning, she needed to have heart surgery right away. She was in very serious, critical condition. So um, they began to prep her for the surgery. They began to give her the blood thinners and things she needed for the surgery, and Short after that, the doctors came out to Pastor Steve and I, and they said, uh, Lisa, your mother has turned for the worse. She's bleeding internally, and she literally only has about two hours to live. This is moving fast. Well, we went into the room, and we stood over my mother's bed, and we said our goodbyes. Mama, we'll see you on the other side. You're going to see this family member, that family member. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. Many of you have probably done that before or walked through that. But I stood there and said my goodbyes. We came out of the room, went back into the waiting area. And at that very moment, I looked. And the gentleman who lived eight hours away in the mountains of North Carolina at that church that we were pastoring, was standing there. He said, I know why God told me to go on that fast. We took him into the room with my mother. He laid hands on her and prayed for her, and instantly the bleeding stopped. She received her miracle, was able to have her surgery, and many of you have seen her today. Come on, somebody. We serve a miracle-working God. And another thing with that is to say, whatever God asks you to do, you don't know who is depending on you to be obedient. God's timing is always perfect, and God is always moving. We have to be obedient because God might use you as a tool for somebody else's miracle. It's not always a miracle just for you but it could be a miracle for your lost child. It could be a miracle for your sick loved one. It could be a miracle for your coworker. We've got to be ready to do what God has asked us to do. Why? Because we've got hope. Why? Because we believe in a wonder-working, powerful 
God. Number three, we press because we truly know in our heart that above all else, touching Jesus is all that really matters. I don't think we're too cool at Faith Assembly Church to understand that touching Jesus is all that really matters. Again, I don't believe that we serve a God that in any way, form, or fashion would say that it's out of style to know that touching Jesus is all that really matters. Would you actively say that with me today? I just, I want to hear you say it. Let's say it together. Touching Jesus is all that really matters. You see, nobody's going to care what you've achieved. It's only going to matter, did we touch Jesus? Again, a miracle is not going to be what you expected. A miracle doesn't always line up with your plan, but it always lines up with God's plan. In Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 34, we read about a woman. And she had an issue of blood, and she had encountered this issue of blood for 12 years. And she knew that above all else, she had to touch Jesus. I read in Mark chapter 5, verse 27, and it says, She heard about Jesus. Now, you're here this morning, so I know that everybody in this house today has heard about Jesus. And I think a lot of times we're so busy with our plan that we hear about Jesus, but we very few times run to Jesus. We hear about Jesus, but we rarely run to Jesus. We greet him. We pass by him. But the word says very firmly that if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. It was not the norm for this woman to be doing what she was doing. And in verse 28, I'm so encouraged to read this because she wasn't even telling the people around her about her problem. Do y'all know what she was telling the people around her about? Her God. She wasn't telling the people about her problem, but she was telling the people that she had to touch Jesus because she knew he was the miracle worker and she knew that God could make her whole. I think a lot of times we read about these people in the Word of God. And I can say to you, this woman had an issue of blood, and she dealt with it for 12 years, but she knew she had to touch Jesus. But it was a very real trial for her. It was a very real hardship for her. And she had to make a choice that in the face of what was coming against her, she was going to press in. I want you to have a talk with that woman today. Why? Hello there. I'm sure you think you've heard it all about my story. You know, the woman with the issue of blood. She, you know, suffered for 12 years. And then all of a sudden she touched the hem of his garment and poof, she's healed. It's a story of faith. But you know, there's so much more. 12 years. I want you to just think about that for a moment. 12 years. 4,380 days, 12 
years suffering with the same ailment. I went to physician after physician after physician trying to get well. And I would go in and they would offer a little bit of hope. They would say, hey, let's try this to, this time. And every time, do you know, every time I went in, I would just get worse instead of getting better. So countless times I would go in, physician after physician after physician, and every time I grew worse. So all that hope I had would just disappear and fade. Twelve years. <laughs> and then that doesn't even include all the looks. Oh my gosh, the looks. I can still see the faces now. I mean, I saw them from men, from women, oh, from children. You didn't even have to hear them say the words out loud. You could see it on their faces. Oh, unclean, unworthy. Oh, disgusting. Oh, she's a failure. Who could love anyone like her? So many nights I just wanted to go and crawl up to a ball. Because they were right. Who could love anyone like me? I couldn't even get myself well. But you know, there comes a time in everyone's life and you have to make a decision where you're either going to stand on the sidelines or you're going to get yourself in the game. And I heard a story about a man. I actually heard about this man. His name was Jesus. And I heard that he could heal people. I heard how he had made the blind to see again. I heard how he had made the lame to walk again. And then I just felt this hope start to stir within me. And I thought maybe, just maybe, this could be my moment. Maybe if he could do those things, he could heal me of my issue. And then it got better. I heard he was coming to my town. Could you believe it? He was coming to my town. So then I had to make a decision. Was I going to stay at home where I was safe? Or was I going to go out into the crowd? Now, I want you to think about this for a moment. Every time I went into the crowd, it was another chance where I could get scorned. Another chance where people looked at me. Do you know people didn't even want to stand next to me because they thought that I could, they could get what I had? But I knew I had to take this chance. No matter what, I needed to go and meet this man, Jesus. I knew if I could just touch him that I could be made well. So I went that day, and there was a big crowd of people, and everyone was just captivated by this man. So no one even noticed when I slipped in the crowd, and I pressed in, and I pressed in to get so close that I touched the hem of his garment. And when I touched the hem of his garment, do you know what happened? I was instantly healed, and this was no longer an, an issue. I was instantly healed, just like you. Just like you. This could be your moment. Yes. This could be your chance to be instantly healed. This could be your day, just like it was my day. This could be your opportunity to touch Jesus. Don't let it pass by. Don't let it pass by. Don't listen to the crowd. I waited 12 
long years. And Jesus came and instantly I was healed. This could be your chance today. Are we going to listen to the lies of the enemy? Or are we going to stand on the truth of who God is? Today, do you have a desire to press in close? Do you need a miracle? And are you believing for that miracle? When we speak of faith in God, we don't speak of presumption. Faith in God is not a credit card to purchase anything we desire, but it is to possess the things that he desires for us. That's it. That's your miracle. True faith in God causes us to press in. Even though we're faced with terrible obstacles, don't allow the circumstances or difficulties to hinder Persistent faith refuses to look at the obstacles, but rather makes a choice to keep their eyes on Jesus. Touching Jesus. Touching Jesus is all that really matters. And when you fix your eyes on Jesus and you decide no matter what, I'm going to press in because I have hope, because I believe, and because I know that touching you, Lord, is all that matters. When you decide that and you come out in victory and march and walk that out, you will not be disappointed because we serve a God who never fails. He truly is a God who can do the impossible. We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.